That was good. That was like some really cool copyright safe. It I was. Think. It started copyright safe and then... We maybe got a little bit yeah. dangerous there, but... We're going to get sued by Adam we Lambert We were off tune enough that it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think. I don't know. Yeah. This fucking algorithm is, is worse than the cops. You know, it just fucking has no discernment whatsoever. It's like, yeah. well, you're playing a demo off a fucking piece of shit old Casio keyboard. <laughs> Copyright infringement, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, I know. I, my client yesterday was just talking to me about how I got a copyright on my songs before I put them on anything. And just, yeah, yeah. If you have it's less all than, the rage these days. If you have less than five hundred views, people should just leave you the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people yeah. should just leave you the fuck alone either way. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm happy when people uh, copyright infringe the shit that we think we own. The shit we think we made, you know what I mean? I encourage it. I've always encouraged, like, pirate our shit, fucking put it on your YouTube channel, do whatever. I stop short of, like, take a scene out. Or, like, we have this guy that's, like, been offering me money, increasing sums of money over the years to try to just basically take the footage from American Juggalo 2 and make a music video out of it. And I'm like, ah, I, I can't do it, man. He's like, five grand. And I'm like, I can't do it. He's like, 10 grand. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I can't allow this. This is not what my subject signed up for. It's not the film I made. It's confusing. It's just not, it's, it's not right. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it makes sense, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's always there's always a dance when you're an artist about how much you got to protect what you put out there. Yeah, it and it's funny because I'm very sensitive to it, and I'm yeah. sensitive to it for other artists, but I obviously uh, am compromised. I've made commercials for all kinds of fucking people. <laughs> it's just it's it's interesting to me to think about like what is the line for me? You know, yeah. some things that I do mainly the films, this thing, they feel very pure. It feels like advertisers shouldn't be involved, companies shouldn't be involved, brands shouldn't be involved, whatever. But then there's some things that I'm like, cool, yeah, let's uh, let's treat this like a fucking heist, you know? They just gave us the fucking <laughs> keys to the bank vault. Let's rob these motherfuckers, you know, on behalf of the people. <laughs> that was how I first, uh, the, the first connection I had with Kurt Vile, who is an artist we're, we're starting to work more with and become friends with. Uh, was I put his shit in a Bank of America commercial that I made years ago. And when I met him officially, I was like, hey, I got to tell you, I know you had to answer for that, and you had to like give an interview in Rolling Stones, and your fans were busting your balls. And he's like, oh, no, I loved it. He's like, that, that allowed me to make money. It, it, you know, it kind of put me, what do they say, put me in the red? Is that when you're in the profit? Put me in the red for the first time, you know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm an independent guy with just these songs, and then all of a sudden I got $50,000, and... Mm -hmm. basically like it made a huge difference in my life and yeah he wasn't uptight about it yeah 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 it's like he was they were like we might not do it now and i think it's in the green green sounds better to me in the it green does, in the I red sounds bad it's like when you're in the red I don't in the know. black i think the black is profit and the red is is not okay so whatever yeah i don't know I'm a fucking mess. I, I like in the green though just yeah. that's what i'm i'm making i'm changing it to in the green <laughs> yeah keep it greener you know <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, uh, you know, let's let's send out a prayer for us and for all the people listening for financial abundance. Can we do that? Absolutely. Can we call that down? Mayor's recently getting into the crypto game. We're getting more into the crypto game. Um, we're also available for work. Mare is like, hey, Universe, I'm available for work, and her schedule's fucking full, and we're looking to do something similar, trying to get back on our feet after this fucking pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, yesterday I mentioned that Mars moved into Sagittarius, which is huge. We have lots of the Sag energy. That is the domination card. Yes, and that is the domination <laughs> card. <laughs> I get confused. Um, yeah, and uh, I was just mentioning on Discord, I think Sagittarius rules travel. So during this time, we're motivated to go far distances. And I think during this period, it's a especially tumultuous of a desire because we're so restricted. You know, mm-hmm. we're international, specifically international travel with Sagittarius is very restricted, almost burdensome, almost cumbersome. And so when all of these, um, almost a wonder lesson, a lot of people hate that word, but it's very Sagittarius, um, desires come up about wanting to travel far and wide and um ingest uh exotic things i think there's like a whole new adventure that's happening inside of us where we're like oh we can journey internally and some of these people that i'm looking to meet that i'm infantilizing about in other places or maybe in the people i already know Mm. you know yeah and uh, i think there's just so much to explore um that doesn't have to require your feet moving on the earth you know what i mean and um as you know psychedelic people i think that's like the main thing you learn yeah um i think humans have known that for a long motherfucking time and a blink of an eye ago we got the ability to leave like a 10 mile radius of where we were born yeah and we're like woohoo yeah whatever and i think we forgot a little bit about what you're saying like oh we could the the inner travel is really the fucking crazy yeah and the most expansive because i i um, I think some of the most privilege in my life has been traveling growing up in Europe. I've been to so right. many different places. And don't get me wrong, travel is incredibly fruitful for your evolution. Um, but yeah, a lot of the same discoveries can be made without leaving your bedroom, surprisingly. Yeah. I, th- I think, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, well, Cass had a similar upbringing. Like she'd been to this fan- fancy place. She's been every country and yeah. every museum and every country and this yeah. and that. And she's such a homebody now. It's so <laughs> funny. And so are you. Like we're homebodies. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we like to make home wherever we go. Yeah. So even if we're going to some foreign land, we're like, we make our little home there. Oh, totally. Well, you remember my dad saying, making that joke that we moved around enough for married and never really figure out who she was. <laughs> and it was, it's true. It's I think it's one of the most helpful things in my childhood was I never got a place to identify with. And so I think faster than a lot of people, I was forced to really answer like, okay, who am I? Because mm-hmm. mm. I'm not this British person. I'm not this American person. You know, I've always kind of had this like alien identity. Um, and it, we're all aliens, you know, like, yeah. so, so what you were born on a piece of nation state, um, that's just like a construct of some old dude a while ago who decided <laughs> that name, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think, um, yeah, it can bring up some separation too. And it's pretty affordable to have a very galactic home travel. Yes, definitely. <sighs> free, free nine to nine. Well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe with the help of some plants. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, free, definitely with the plants. I mean, also, if you want to make a very small investment, yeah, I mean, a tab of acid, a reliable tab Absolutely. of acid or two, like, that's not expensive. How much are, is acid? Like, 10 bucks? Yeah. Fucking, ge- it's a life changer. Absolutely. The amount of stories I've read of people, um, like, I, I go on, like, the Psychonaut um, Reddit. Yeah. And, and, like, the LSD and stuff. Like, like people yeah. just being, like, 
who were suicidal who did like a one one time heroes dose of fucking LSD and yeah. they're like I never need to fucking do this again. Yeah. I think the and and I kind of felt that way the first time we ever did mushrooms. I was like we're not going to need to be doing this Hilarious. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but curiosity gets the best of me. Well, really. they, you figure out it's different. I think that's when curiosity really comes yeah. in because you're like, oh, the trips are so different. Yeah. It's like, now I, I know I can never, it's never going to be this all gets happened experience because there's like always yeah. more to connect and like always more. Um, I was reading just a few days ago too that within the same 66 year period, we created airplanes and then went to the moon. Just yeah. speaking about travel. Yeah, exactly. Um, and sometimes it might have even been a less amount of time than that. Yeah, which is like bonkers to think about. Fuck. We were talking about phones yesterday. Um, and sometimes I think that like with technology and humans, we do this, like our the first part of it was like reaching outwards um, and always like, and that happened with travel and it's happening with technology and um, all of these things outside of ourselves that are helping us with these tools. And I think eventually we're going to come to some wall or some head where spirituality enters the room and it's like, oh, a lot of these technologies that we're putting outside of ourselves are actually... Um, weird extensions of things that we haven't found within ourselves yet that are actually just like our oh, own yeah. skill sets and superpowers you know yeah totally you know it, it makes me think you know how we always talk about like oh we we the, the lost continent of atlantis like <laughs> yeah we have the lost continent of atlantis inside of us yeah and what do we always associate with the lost continent of atlantis we lost magical abilities we yeah. lost technical know-how that we will never regain like yeah. th uh -huh. this restarting this like amnesia about yeah. who we are yeah when we lost atlantis yeah. like that might just kind of be one of these like really heavily historically cloaked allegories for the lost souls Absolutely. Well, and before the lost the, continents of our souls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And before the Renaissance, science and spirituality were one. It was the same with Hermeticism. Mm -hmm. And then once that split happened, it was almost like we've been exploring this like, okay, how much can logic take us without the acknowledgement of spirit and the other? And I do think yeah. we're going to come to this place where, um, again, like back in the day, it's going to be completely integrated into what we understand as being technology. Wow. I, I wonder yeah. how much further we can take that because we are pushing the limits. We're, we're about to. <laughs> and, and I want to say just to put a little bit of astro um, uh, like narrative on it. Since Neptune has been in Pisces, Neptune, the dissolution of boundaries, LSD, yada, yada, Pisces, also the dissolution of boundaries, is really when in popular culture, astrology and uh, magic and the occult has boomed just recently. Mm. And it was interesting because during the retrograde, which just happened of Neptune, there was a bunch of this um, backlash of astrology in the media, which I hadn't seen since Neptune moved into Pisces. And... Uh, you just don't really see it that much. And then you saw all these young astrologers get really upset about it because for the first time in their lives, they're hearing a bunch of this pushback. Oh, um, wow. And of course, if you've been into it for like longer than like 10 years, you know, that's just like the constant narrative is that it's stupid. And not yeah. real or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think all these things like most are going to come full circle in a really cool way. And I, I think the aliens are going to probably do it. Damn. <laughs> or they already did it. And we're just stuck in like linear time. I think they're going to come down here. And help us out. I love by the time that they're coming <laughs> down here, we're not even going to believe that it's like anything. We're going to be like, oh, it's holographic. Oh, it's, you know. It's CGI. It's CGI. It's, oh, it's deep fake. They yeah. deep faked aliens. You know what I mean? It's a mass hallucination. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're going to have to visit me in my bedroom and still, I don't know if I'd believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, at, we were talking about what would it t would take for the general public to really believe in aliens because yeah deep fakes are so real these days what would it take for everyone to to buy into it to be yeah. like oh clearly it's not going to be a video 
Yeah. We're already past the point where yeah. somebody could make too convincing of a video. Yeah. It's not going to be uh, word of mouth. No. You know, even though when I heard John Lennon talk about how he saw an, a UFO, I'm like, that makes me a believer. Why would he lie? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, but I, as someone who's seen many UFOs, just because I think ev- everything to me is unidentified, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> mm. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I don't believe them, but those, the refrigerators in the skies, those are very suspicious. Well, well and, and the one, the, the classic one that I always bring up and we should, we should just link to this YouTube video one yeah. day is all these fucking South African kids yeah, that, that had a, an alien encounter where the fucking ship landed and, and beings got off the ship and were yeah. communicating with these kids. All these kids have the same story. It's insane. Like uh, this whole gla- class of like first through fourth graders. Or they were on a like field that. trip. Yeah. Yeah. And what did they, do you remember what they said that they could set, communicated? They say that they, that they were um, communicating telepathically. There wasn't, it wasn't like oh, a, just like every story. Yeah. And I love that too. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have to watch it again, but it, it fucking totally haunted me because, you know, every now and then I'm like, yeah, it's probably not true or whatever. But it's like, it's, like, it's like with the moon landing, it's like how many people would have to lie about this? So it's like how many of these kids would have had to have the same lie and be, and not break when they've been yeah. uh, pressured, you know? And they've revisited them as adults and they all stick to it. So yeah, nobody's that good at lying. No. And even <laughs> if all those kids were dosed with acid, they wouldn't have had the same hallucination. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's not like a chemical, compounds that we have that can give people i mean you can have a joint hallucination with a partner it's it's very special when that does happen i think it's i think it's rare you know i've i've seen enough dopey guys come over here and i'll smoke dmt together and be like do you see that are you seeing this bro and it's like no he's in his own fucking thing leave him alone shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) i think mayor said this when we did die may together is like that there's something about the dmt and i felt this and that's why it feels like so safe to do in like a larger group is because it it feels like you have a shield of protection around you it really does feel like you're going through your own individual experience and having your individual work done Mm. rather than like swapping in other people's experiences and all of a sudden relating to the karmic predicament that you have with another person it's more like okay how can i harmonize with earth and myself and heal this these different disconnected parts of myself yeah definitely Mm. we need to do some daime yeah yeah i'm down yeah you know i'm fucking down yeah it's crazy our our schedule i just feel like it feels like life starts to just move so fast i hate that feeling it makes me (laughs) it makes me crazy yeah you know so yeah. I think Daime is one of those tools you, you introduce and it just shows you it's not moving as fast as, as you think. And yeah. It it helps uh, answer prayers because um, you transcend the logical mind, you know, the thing we're always relying on, the thing we use as a crutch. You transcend that and you start to, I think, delve into facets of your faith that maybe aren't um, always available, at least to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a lot of psychedelics, but the DMT, Daime, Ayahuasca field of stuff really does that. Yeah, I was talking about yesterday about wanting to like do some sort of fast. And, you know, we have this little community, Church of Chill, and I'm like, well, fasting is pretty much a part of every religion. I'm not saying Church of Chill is a religion, but it's religion adjacent where it's like we have established uh, a devotional uh, realm of like devotion to music, devotion to chilling, devotion to creation of art, creation of art. And I'm like, all right, well, like maybe there's something more collectively we can do. Cause I remember one of the times I fasted, I had such a, um, new perspective on like what it is to even go hungry. 
And I was like, and it's easy to forget. But when you do that for yourself, you don't want anyone to ever feel the way you felt yeah, when yeah, you were like, yeah, when you exactly. had fasted for, I mean, I know you have a different relationship with this and maybe it's not right, but, um, no, you walked a mile in their shoes. You've got, you went hungry and now you know what that feels like. So it and makes you wouldn't your, wish that on anyone. It makes your compassion more available for other people, you know? And in this world that we're talking about, like how important dopamine fasts are and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And maybe something over the holiday, we could kind of set the intention that like, maybe you can find a 24 hour period where you can do a fast that is geared to like whatever is conducive to where you are in your life. Yeah, more to come on that if you want to join in this conversation. It's an ever-evolving one, and uh, it's happening on our Discord. So you gain access to that through patreon.com slash churchofchill. Our community is like $2 per month to be part of the Discord. So do yourself a fucking favor, you know, (laughs) for once in this life. And, uh, yeah, we're Sean Cassin Mayer. This is The Come Up. We love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.